For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Six minutes after nine on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Holy crap, I'm sick of Nikki Haley. I'm so sick of Nikki Haley. I'm Nikki'd out, man. Let's get this thing on, man. Let's get it over with. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Nikki Haley's everywhere. Nikki Haley's everywhere, man. Is she auditioning for her own gig on Fox News? I mean, she's all over Fox. All the other yahoos can't shut up about her. And and she's not she's not going to win today. I I'm I, there. I I'm making a prediction. I don't do a lot of that, but because I'm I'm not a political expert, and I frankly hold most politicians in low regard. There's people you don't really want to hang out with too much, you know. You might get the slime on you, but I I think Donald wins today in New Hampshire. Maybe she'll shorten that gap a little. I don't know. Trump said it yesterday. Trump had a, a great moment last night. I don't know if you, you you were watching this where he came out in New Hampshire. And I, I, before I, I didn't even realize how much weight the guy's lost. He's lost like 20 pounds. He looks freaking great. We saw this morning, uh, Kill me, uh, I guess it was from last night, but Kill Me's asking Trump, how'd you do it? How'd you lose so much weight? It's like, I've been working my ass off, man, and he has. Is Nikki Haley the one out there who's saying that he looks tired and his energy level is down and um yeah well he does he is he is uh uh let's say let's see what what would how how shall i properly describe this he's a little more serious to this time out there's not as much bluster as there once was but there's still bluster he's still donald trump does he look like he's got a lot on his plate yeah he does you know why he's got a freaking lot on his plate he's got you know history grade stuff on his plate you know he's, he's got to deal with this court case another one of these court cases today i've i've lost track of which freaking charges he's dealing with today i don't know what it is is it trying to overturn the election is it overvaluing his properties i, I don't even know the phone call to, to ukraine is that is that, are they still haggling about that i don't even know he's got so many legal battles going on i i'm i'm on the radio and i i'm hard pressed to tell you what exactly every single one of those is i don't know there's so many so yeah the guy's probably a little tired he's working his ass off uh, to use his words but he's still winning he's still doing freaking great and that moment last night in new hampshire when he brought out Vivek, he, he brought out uh, uh, Doug Burgum, who had a big old grin on his face. Tim Scott was on fire last night, man. And, and you know, they look like rock stars. Not that they actually look like rock stars with the spandex and the, all that stuff and the chain mail. No, I, I mean, they, they have this rock star vibe about them. Like, we know people get what we're doing here. 
and people are they're 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 going over. I, I so I, I I don't know uh, with Nikki if she survives tonight or not. Trump said last night, and he he wasn't mean. He didn't say any nasty things about Nikki Haley. He just said, "Well, we're down to two now. Maybe tomorrow we'll be down to one." <laughs> you know. I think I think it's I think it's over for Nikki today. I, I I'm just pulling that out of my, pulling that out of my butt basically, but based upon what you know I observed in Iowa, I, I think it's over for Nikki today. I, I don't think she has to worry about South Carolina and losing her own state. But we'll see. Uh, in any event, look, it's all about Trump. Looking at this Supreme Court ruling from yesterday. Roberts and Coney Barrett uh, went with the pukes and voted against uh, the state of Texas protecting itself with this concertina wire, the the razor wire. Uh, and I'm not, I guess we don't really know why they voted uh, the way they did. The other four uh, conservative justices uh, held their ground, but uh, John Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett went with Elena Kagan, Sonia Sotomayor. You always got to say it. I don't know why everybody feels the need to say it that way, right? Whenever that chick's name comes up, Sonia Sotomayor, Ketanji Brown Jackson, uh, to uh, uh, you know, prevent Texas from uh, you know protecting itself, which is what Greg Abbott is attempting to do. And uh, you you look at that, and uh, uh, you look at uh, where we are politically in this country. And everything is freaking upside down, man. And I tell you what, Trump's the guy. Trump's the guy. I t- you're, you're look, you were looking at his future cabinet last night. And I tell you what, Doug Burgum, I, if you remember when these crummy debates were going on with uh, the Republicans uh, running against Donald Trump in the primary season, what did I say? You know, Doug Burgum ain't got no personality. He's not the most jovial of dudes. But he's smart. When you he doesn't have, in other words, Doug Burgum doesn't have like a winning TV personality. He's not camera ready. You know what I mean? I mean, you could set up pup tents in his eyebrows. Or he's kind of a weird looking dude. But uh, when I when you really listen to what Doug Burgum was saying during those debates, of all of them, he made the most sense about states' rights, about the border. International stuff. I mean, Doug Burgum is a very, very smart guy. One thing you didn't see him do a lot was smile. But, baby, he was all grins last night standing next to Donald Trump in New Hampshire. That's it. You're looking at his former cabinet right there. Or, I'm sorry, his future cabinet right there. Vivek's got a place at the table. Doug Burgum's going to have a place at the table. Certainly Tim Scott's going to have a place at the table. And they know it. Right? And they know they're the winners. They know that if this thing were a normal election, you know, it'd be a done deal almost already. Look at who they're running. The current president of the United States, who at this point is a freaking mannequin, man. The guy is a walking mannequin. All right? Set that guy up at uh, at a department store and start hanging clothes off him. There, there ain't there ain't nothing there. He he is obviously in some kind of steep decline. Now I don't know how that's going to play out for the election or what they're going to do or is it Kamala? They're going to parachute in uh, 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 Obama there, Michelle Obama. 
it sure as hell ain't going to be Newsom. So, well, point being, that's why they can't shut up about Nikki Haley. In fact, all this gush over Nikki Haley, what does that tell you? It tells you a whole lot of people are scared crapless about Donald Trump. Why? Because everything they toss at the man, he only gets more numbers. He only gets more support. So how do you stop that guy? Well, it ain't going to be by Nikki Haley. <laughs> I, do you Call me up if you think. 210-599-5555. Do you honestly believe that Donald Trump is lying awake at night thinking about Nikki Haley? That, well, that sounded weird. I mean, politically. Do you, do, you think that, <laughs> do you think he's lying around and his mind is beset by freaking Nikki Haley? No. No, not at all. I'm not saying she's a bad person, uh, but I I think you could make the argument she's not a true conservative for a number of reasons, not to me- not the least of which is she's they're having a big fundraiser on the thirtieth, if if that's still necessary they're having a big fundraiser it's a bunch of billionaire Wall Street guys, a lot of whom are digging the cheap labor uh, via the open border. Uh, Nikki Haley, you know, she's just, no, it's not, no, Nikki, it ain't going to work for you. And James, I'm just telling you and these people that I'm sick of hearing about Nikki Haley. I'm sick of looking at her face. I'm just Nikki Haley'd out, man. But the, the media are loving her ass right now. They are all about Nikki Haley and she ain't going to be, it ain't going to be her. Now I, it it's, it's, remains to be seen what happens in New Hampshire you know, if uh, if she does a little better, but she certainly ain't going to win. And if she doesn't do well at all, I, I would hope she would cut bait on this thing and not let her ego uh, uh, make bad decisions for her because we all do need to get behind the man at this point. I'm not saying this as a Republican. I'm saying this as an American who is watching my country go spinning down the freaking toilet. Every, in fact, everything, it's, I said this yesterday, maybe you think I'm being hyperbolic, but I, I tell you what, everything that's going on, going down on planet Earth right now, including this election, and including the border, including uh, everything else with the Houthis, and, you know, it's, it's really, in a weird way, all about Trump. And the bad guy, and what he represents, I think, more importantly. Sure, they're, they're scared crapless about what he's going to do. But uh, they're also scared crapless of what that guy represents. And he represents a whole lot of people. Um, Let's go. We got double Alex's. I got two Alex's. I got both Alex's. Alex, how are you? Hi, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good looking at my little baby calico tear up my house. I I put (laughs) up a sign that says, never Nikki. And boy, the horns are reacting to it when they drive up the alley. Oh, really? I love it. Yep, I say, I put on, I made my own sign that says, never Nikki. Never Nikki. <laughs> and they love it, man. The people giving you the stink. Honk, people giving their fist out. People driving by giving you the stink eye with their fist out. Yeah, they, rock. They, wow. They, they, they love it. And if you've ever noticed, they never show that whole chick. The other day, they accidentally showed her side view. Wow, she's what they call a flat back. Oh, right down. Flat. There's oh, nothing man. there. 
You're saying Nikki Haley's got no body. That's so sexist. Oh, my God. You're so sexist. Well, she doesn't. Anyway, um, all right. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. You know. Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. God, it's everywhere. Get it over with today. Sick of Nikki Haley. Sick of hearing about her. Okay. 210. Should I take the other Alex real quick? We got Alex in stereo. Alex, how are you? <laughs> Ryan, uh, hey. <laughs> hey. So to follow the other Alex, yes, we're schizophrenic. <laughs> we actually okay. have three, actually, when I think about it. Three Alexes on this gig. Yeah, we do, brother. <laughs> hey, just real quick. Nikki Haley, you, you kind of made me laugh when you said, you know, Donald Trump does not lay in bed thinking about Nikki Haley. And you're right, because if I had Melania Trump laying by me, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I wouldn't be thinking about anybody else but Melania. <laughs> Absolutely. Nikki, that who? Is such a hot, she's the hottest freaking first lady we've ever had. Yes, she is. Yet. You're right. She was the first first lady that I ever looked at and went, hmm. Just being honest with exactly. you. Exactly. I mean, come on. Have you seen Have you seen Joe Biden's wife? You oh, know, God. when they dress her up, she looks like a sack of potatoes, man. I, mean, I think she, she might be trans. I think she might be a Michelle Obama. <laughs> Jill Biden is one of those human beings that has no distinguishing features whatsoever. She has an incredibly forgettable face. She's the American American Camilla Parker. Yeah, she is. It, you just don't really exactly. get it. What, hey, what's the allure? That's a good one right there. She's the Camilla Bowl. She is. And these people think that they're fashion fashionistas, oh, man. God. I mean, I can imagine these people in a dressing room going, oh, my God, that looks so good. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. I gotta go. you like, that'll set you off. I, got, I agree. I got to go, Alex. <laughs> good one, Thanks, man. You too. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. The New Hampshire primary coverage starts tonight at 7 on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. 25 minutes after 10, or I'm sorry, 9. I'm going back to the old, what is it, uh, oh, the uh, the daylight savings time? Am I already on, like, the new clock? Am I go- trying to force my way back into the, <laughs> into the springtime? Dude, it's a thing. Came- Camelia Parker Bowles. And Jill Biden, could they be the same person? We were just kind of yucking it up. Alex, uh, one of our callers, uh, listeners, loyal listeners, called us up and said she looks like Jill Biden looks like Camelia Parker Bowles. Or you said that. No, James said that. They do. They look. It's like a thing. People are doing splits. James just sent me a split screen image. Isn't it weird how the side action? They both look kind of the same. You oh, know what I mean? That's right. They're both they're side both chicks. side acts. They're both oh, mistresses, man. I, that went way over my head. No, they're they're both the side action here, dude. God and save the lo- side action. God save the side action. And I, because I was curious, so I brought. A, I just typed in Jill Biden, Camelia Parker Bowles, and there's a lot of side by. <laughs> there's a lot of those side by side comparisons. Apparently, they don't like each other, though. I guess, apparently, they hate each other's guts. They both think each other's ugly, and they're both they, ugly. They both think the other is low. You know what I mean? Oh, you're the mistress. What the hell are you? In my life, the side action never mer- never worked out. <laughs> I mean, at least Camilla's a queen, right? But Jill Biden's a, a doctor by paper. I tell you, Jill Biden married into the the, the the right family tree because here's what Jill Biden is. 
mediocre, nothing too special about her, doesn't have any observable talent, right? Uh, everything she's received has been honorary to a certain extent, or she's gotten through Joe Biden, who himself is also a very mediocre, unimpressive person. The Biden clan, and I do use the word clan, uh, they are largely very mediocre people, and uh, mediocre people who enter into politics, uh, you know, like Joe, Joe Biden, it, it, you could do a Google search right now, right this instant, and Google search things people have said about Joe Biden over the past 50 years. Routinely, they call him stupid, <laughs> full of crap, most unimpressive senator that ever was. They're not impressive people. That's why they have to cheat. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. Oh, we got Trucker Mike. Should I go with him real quick? Mike, how you doing, man? Yeah, yeah, how you doing? Hey, hey, listen, Sean, man. It looked like it looked like Joe Biden has made his decision on um on who he's going with for the uh, Americas, man, um after what happened yesterday with the Supreme Court. I, I can't believe Joe Biden God. did what he did. Uh what he's telling how can you how can you tell the border patrol agent to cut the wires? So you can and in, in, in let illegals come into the country. It, it makes absolutely no sense. Joe Biden ought to be ashamed of himself for what he's doing. And uh, Greg Abbott, I hope that he doesn't do anything that this man says. Keep the barbed wire fence up, just like you said last week. If Joe Biden wants the barbed wire down, come and come and take it, you, my you man. You bring come some wire cutters yourself, there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come down, come down to Texas and cut it yourself. Right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't remove a damn thing until good old Joe Biden. Until he show up, and I thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Mike. We'll, we'll respond to that. We get back at Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSa. Yeah, man, nine thirty eight News Talk five fifty KTSa FM one zero seven one. Talking about a couple of things. The big stories of the day would be the Supreme Court ruling against Texas with a razor wire. Uh, and because uh, we had uh, John Roberts and. Uh, uh, Brown uh, went against uh, or went with the liberal court, the liberal justices, uh, to uh, uh, have this razor wire cut. I think it's he's put it along about 150 miles of the border, something like that. So that's a big chunky story. And then uh, it's New Hampshire. It's it's the primary today, and everybody's talking about Nikki Haley. So let's see what Robert wants to discuss. Robert, you're on News Talk 550 KTSa. What are you thinking? Well, I'm sitting here thinking back to my military days when I, you know, could uh, decline to follow a illegal order. Right. And, right. And being CBP and Department of Homeland Security are tasked with, oh, I don't know, protecting the border, keeping the bad guys out, mm. uh, keeping the drugs out. Why has nobody bothered to take this tact uh, with uh, them? requiring you know all these court cases everything why has nobody brought this up they're violating their directives by cutting the razor wire i don't know <laughs> you know we were talking about this on where and Ryman. trey talks about this a lot i mean they have a constitutional duty to protect the american public americans from invasion uh and i don't know how you characterize uh what's going on as anything other than an invasion i mean i i don't we don't know specifically 
why the two justices went the way they did, but some of the arguments around this thing were, well, the barbed wire prevents federal agents from rescuing people, which is based on a lie, uh, these, these people who drowned last week, tragically. So, yeah. But my argument is, well, the razor wire, uh, you know, people don't want to try to cross where the razor wire is. So they're inherently not putting themselves in danger by attempting to do that. So in a sense, in my opinion, the razor wire saves lives. But we don't know specifically what their argument was. But I'm with you, you know. I mean, at, at what point with what's going on do folks in the military start saying, I don't know if I'm going to. I think that's an illegal well, order. It's even it's even CB. It's automatically uh, an illegal order with right. CBP and DHS. I would think because no. they are tasked with defending the border and protecting the border. Right, Period. they're doing the exact Cutting opposite. The <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So it's. Right. I mean, it's, yeah, common well, sense says that's an illegal order. Well, the next chess, again, well, the next common sense right. isn't. Well, common sense isn't so common. I appreciate the call, man. Yeah, now the now what does Abbott do? That's the next thing. Now we see what Abbott does in this little game we're playing with national security. 2105995555. Pop culture news. We'll take a You got to take a breather from the end of the world every now and again. Norman Jewison passed away. Uh, a film director that, if you're like a lot younger than me, you probably don't know who he was. But when I was growing up uh, as a kid in the 70s and even in the 80s, Norman Jewison uh, directed some of, my, some of my favorite movies. Passed away at 97 in Canada, in Canada, and uh, we assume from, from natural causes the dude was 97. But you look at some of the movies that he's responsible for that he directed... Moonstruck, which I'm a big fan of that movie. I thought that was a great freaking movie, Moonstruck, when it came out. In the Heat of the Night was his first movie, his first big movie with Sidney Poitier. I want to say that Sidney Poitier won the Oscar for that, but I'm not sure. It might have been Look Who's Coming for Dinner. Fiddler on the Roof, which I've never seen, but he did a bunch of uh, other movies that were some of my favorites. The Thomas Crown Affair, the original with Steve McQueen. Norman Jewison did the film version of my favorite musical, Jesus Christ Superstar, which, frankly, I've always had some issues with. I was not a huge fan of the film version. Rollerball, do you remember that? I mean, again, we have to <laughs> stipulate these are the originals, not the not the remakes, but he did Rollerball in 1970 with James Caan, which was a very good movie, very disturbing, but very good. You'll appreciate this one, maybe, you guys, uh, Don Morgan, I don't know, 1978, and Justice for All with Al Pacino. And the thing, it's a great movie if you've never seen it. It's a great movie, and Justice for All with Pacino. But then again, pretty much everything Pacino did and does is, is great. But people who haven't even seen and Justice for All, like, know the line, you're out of order. This whole court is out of order. The whole system is out of order. Remember that? Uh, but yeah, some of the uh, the the more recent, well, recent, I mean, things that you and I would remember. Uh, yeah, Moonstruck was a big one. Uh, again, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the others that I saw later on. Um, Agnes of God was a very good movie from the mid-80s. Soldier Story was a great movie. A Soldier's Story was a great uh, uh, film adaptation of a, of a stage play that was very popular. Uh, 
We're losing the greats, man. We're losing the greats. Circle of life. Here's Richard. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, Trey. How are you? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking about the border and the razor wire and uh, everything that's going on with the current administration. And, you know, my military time, like the previous gentleman, I was in the Navy. And when we had problems with low water crossings. Yeah. So Greg Abbott should probably look at get some dredges in there. Make that water too deep to walk across. And <laughs> take some dredges. Turn oh, it yeah. into a moat, man, and fill it with dangerous Perfect. animals. I don't know. Do Absolutely something. Perfect. Put some gators in there. Do something. Now, what? let me ask you this, because now we're kind of uh, talking about this idea of not following criminal orders or things perceived to be illegal orders. When Biden's out there tossing around the line about F-16s, and then if you want to go up against the government, oh, you better have an F-16, man. I, I've often thought that, you know, at the end game to a lot of this stuff is they do want turmoil and chaos in the streets because then they can roll in the big guns, so to speak, and, and clamp down on personal liberties because it's a crisis situation. We have to do something. But in that event, you would need people in the military to follow those orders to essentially shoot on other Americans. Do you think a lot of people would in the military? I, you know, I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I look around today in America, and I look at our military, I look at our police forces, I look at all of our, our federal agencies, and I'm wondering who the people are that are actually following some of these ludicrous mm. and ridiculous commands and orders that are being given. Because I don't know. If you're going mm. against your own people. Right. No, I, I agree. I, and you're uh, breaking up. To draw a line and say, you know, somewhere down the road, this is going to affect my aunt, my uncle, my cousin, right. my nephew, my daughter. You know, financially in America, we're going bankrupt. Yeah. Because they're following these ridiculous orders. Sooner or later, there's going to be a, the Pied Piper is going to come a call in and they want their money. When they want their money, America's going to be functionally completely bankrupt. Right. And oh, you're right. I don't know if there's a way that Yep. It's unsustainable. I got to run, man. 210-599. Thank you for your service. 210-599-5555. The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? Uh, coming up next hour, we'll talk about some more crap. <laughs> New Hampshire, politics, the border. Man, uh, I, I, I do want to mention a couple of things just briefly here, again, to kind of give you a breather once in a while from... I, I, I don't know how you are, and I'm gonna, I might actually get into this a little later on, but when the news is so unrelentingly bad and we're in such a dicey time right now, and I don't think I'm overstating that, Things are real dicey here on planet Earth this, this, uh, right now this, in this moment we're in. That, you know, I think it's increasingly important that you got to take a break from it. I'd, I'm on the radio and I take breaks from it. Because it, 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 it'll, it'll, it'll beat you down, man, thinking about how weird stuff is and how things could go and where things are right now. And uh, and I like to do that on the air as well. And uh, I haven't been doing the holidays. I might actually bring that back on this show. You know, we have these weird holidays that some pot-smoking weirdo somewhere uh, makes up, and the rest of us have to celebrate the holidays. Well, today, and I only know this because it keeps showing up on, on Facebook, that it's pie. It's National Pie Day, James. Pie. Does everybody like pie? 
I don't know why, but every time I say the word pie, I want to say it like with a thick Midwestern accent. I'm not sure why. Oh, you got to have some pie. Do you like pie, James? What kind of pie do you like? Uh, What's your favorite pie? I don't know. Let me think. Let me think. I do like, I like freaking apple. I like pie. I'm a pie guy. I dig pie. I like apple. Apple I like French apple pie with the frosting on it. You heat that crap up and slop a bunch of ice cream on top. That's good living. Rub- I used to like rhubarb pie. My mom used to make rhubarb pie. Um, you know what? I, this is what a slob I am. You know what I do as far as pie? I go to the Dollar Tree, and I'll buy one of those dollar pies. Oh, like wow. A, like it's like a hostess pie, but it's not. It's like a knockoff version of the hostess pie. And I'll take that home. I'll break it up in a bowl, heat it up, and dump some ice cream on it. That's okay. who I am. I do the same thing, but with the McDonald's apple pie. Those are those used to. They're still good. Oh, they, they used to be a lot better. Oh, they're not as good as they used to be. Well, they don't fry them in oil anymore, like they and you know artery clogging oil like they used to. Remember they're, when I was a kid, you could get third degree burns from those things because they just dropped it in a vat of boiling oil. Yeah, they don't do that anymore, but they're still good. I also am bringing this up because earlier when I was talking about pie with, with Trey on Wear and Rima, I accidentally stumbled across a fairly decent Tommy Lee Jones imitation. You want some pie, champ? How about some pie? Let's go get some pie, champ. Remember that? And then I realized that he lives around here, right? Isn't he like around here, Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah. Uh, his One of his kids used to go to St. Mary's Hall when I was coaching there. Or so- if they ate pie. I'm just saying, like, a guy like that, if he heard my radio show, he would despise me. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Guys like that, when they, you know, a guy like Big Movie Star, but he's very liberal, if he heard this show, he, he, he maybe he has. Maybe he already hates my stinking guts. You know, I believe he has a house not too far from the radio station. Really? Yeah. You want some pie? Hey, Tommy, how about some pie? I'll get you some pie. That Brolin guy did a really good impersonation. Of Actually, him. you know what? That was the remember because the the Real second good. Men in Black really sucked. It was just a horrible sequel. They did the third one where they got Josh Brolin to play Tommy Lee Jones as a young guy. It was freaking brilliant, man. I met Josh Brolin when he was dating Minnie Driver. No, I almost said the S word. No, what? No blank. <laughs> and she is no just, poopies. She is adorable, beautiful. She played with my dog. And right. He had the the blank eating. Gr- uh, just I didn't want to be here with you, common people. Brolin was kind oh, of really? yeah, he was kind of a jerk. Is but he a snobby guy? Yeah, but that impersonation of Tommy Lee in Men in Black Three is well, it was brilliant. On. It was brilliant. I'll get you some pie. So you big Hollywood type. You probably don't think much of us down here in Texas, do you? You want some pie? Okay, now I just lost the Tommy Lee Jones accent. It doesn't sound as good. You try too hard. I don't plan these things. I don't. So anyway, there's me wasting time talking about pie. But wouldn't you rather talk about pie than the fact that we got millions of people flowing across the border? People are dying of fentanyl every day. People are being trafficked. And, and our Supreme Court, they're haggling over razor wire on an open border. Razor wire. You know, it really does its job very well, though, when you lay that stuff out there, apparently, as far as it di- uh, uh, getting people to not make the cross, or not make the uh, the journey, and we're haggling over that. But anyway, uh, when we come back, we'll talk some more about New Hampshire. What, what do you think's going to happen? What do you... I want to hear what you think about Nikki Haley, because she's all the rage right now. Everybody's talking about Nikki. 
And I, I don't, I don't care about Nikki. I've never cared about Nikki Haley. I've never understood, you know, people propping her up. Uh, uh, and and now, as I said last hour, we got these rich guys from Wall Street who are all open border guys who love the cheap labor, the big, uh, big rich guys with companies, and they're having. They're having a fundraiser for her on January 30th. And I think the cheapest, crappiest table at this fundraising event is $3,000. And I was reading some articles on this last night, and most of these people that she's going to be getting money from are open border people. And they're open border people from the perspective of they like the cheap labor. So I I don't know why. I mean, I know why people are gushing over Nikki Haley, because they want it to be her instead of Trump. But you're showing your skirts. You're showing your fear of Trump. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back five minutes after 10 on a, a damp Tuesday. And the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. And call me up and tell me what you're thinking. Obviously for us and, well, the future of the country, I think the big story is the Supreme Court thing about the razor wire here in Texas that Greg Abbott laid out there and tried to prevent people from coming into this country illegally. Uh, This on the heels of the Shelby Park thing where Texas basically rolled in and took that over. Well, it's Texas property. Texas State Park. Um, and, and I, I don't know what Greg Abbott's going to do next. I, I hope he maintains the tough line, but let, let's just talk about it in the macro here for a second. Again, you can give me a call and let me know what you're thinking. 210-599-5555. We, we, we really can't say this enough. And I know you know this, but it still needs to be said. We've never seen anything like what's going on right now with this border. I mean, we've had bad moments of illegal immigration. Usually when a Democrat is in the Oval Office, uh, we had amnesty at one point. Uh, But still, we've never had the sitch like we have the sitch now. I mean, this this is beyond comprehension. Millions of people coming in. Tens of thousands every day. Uh, And a government that, by all appearances, uh, is catering to them. I was reading this story uh, out of Denver. Denver Health is kind of the big, it's like the Methodist up there. It's the big health system in, in, in that part of Colorado, Denver Health. And uh, they're starting to deny American citizens, citizens of the, of the state of Colorado, health care for certain programs because they have to have beds for all the migrants. And based upon what I was reading, the, the the this is usually the first thing to go, unfortunately. But this is they're they're cutting beds or or giving beds over to illegals that would be used for people in with either mental health issues, addiction issues. They're doing rehab. You know, you could always cut the addicts loose, right? You know, and the folks with mental health issues, right? Yeah, we got to make space for these people. But eventually you're going to run out of people in recovery to cut loose, and you're going to have to start cutting other people loose who are, who are using those hospital beds. 
Uh, we already know uh, along the border and throughout Texas that many of these towns where these illegals show up, they're overwhelming whatever resources they have. And, and I'm not talking about folks that Greg, Greg Abbott is transporting. I'm talking about folks the Biden administration is is transporting it from the border. We're hearing we we've been hearing this for almost damn near three years. That nobody in these small towns is warned. Nobody in these small towns is 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 contacted by the administration saying, "Hey, we're about to uh, drop a bunch of people off. Uh, do you guys have everything you need to care for them?" That doesn't happen, and so these small towns get overrun. Now, one of the things you're going to hear from the bad guys is that Greg Abbott is soulless. He's heartless. He's an evil person. He's this is a political stunt. He doesn't care about people. He's a bad Christian. But really, if you have a bunch of people who are populating a small town that doesn't have any resources to care for them, isn't the more caring thing to send them to a so-called sanctuary city where they're supposed to have this stuff? I mean, the whole thing is freaking upside down. Which makes the Supreme Court decision even more perplexing. I'm not. I'm not really sure what the legal point is. We haven't. At least when I went on the air at seven, we hadn't really heard anything specific as far as why those two justices went the way they did. I mean, John Roberts has been kind of shaky and dicey ever since Obamacare. We remember that. But my God, I mean, you're we're we are losing the country, and Trump knows this. this is why Trump is hammering. Two things, and two things predominantly. It's a wise move, wise chess move on his uh, on his uh, part, and it's the economy and the border, the economy and the border, the border and the economy. Those are the two biggies. Doesn't mean we don't have other big crap going on, especially internationally. I mean, we're in a shooting war with these Houthi guys in Iran. But Trump knows, as you know, as I know, that the economy and the border are what's hitting people the most personally. I think that's why you're seeing a lot of people people peeling over or moving on over to Trump who ordinarily wouldn't want to support a guy like Trump. But they're living this crap. They're living it. Uh, It's been proven time and time again by research study after research study that the people and this is what's fascinating with the left in this country and i i call them the left but there's a lot of republicans in there too we're we're talking about the freaking swamp the deep state these are the people that can't shut up about race and can't shut up about the marginalized that can't shut up about the voiceless can't shut up about reparations and man we, we got to get over this systemic racism thing do you know which community in this country is harmed the most by illegal immigration into this country black americans african americans they suffer the most, and it's not just one study. You can go all the way back. You can do a freaking Google search and come up with multiple studies that will tell you this over the years. But they don't matter. Minorities, blacks don't matter. Hispanics don't matter. Who Most of the Hispanics I know despise illegal immigration. See, because at the end of the day, none of this has anything to do with a concern for other human beings. And that's the part that galls me the most. Okay, this border was opened up for votes. This border was opened up to flood states like Texas with people that they think once they give them give them the legal abilities to do so will vote Democrat. It's all that's as cheap as it is. 
And all this crap that's going on with the fentanyl, with the trafficking, with the cartels, with the violence. Okay, it's it's all for that. It's just it's all about votes. It's all I mean, there's a money river there, you know, flowing through the whole thing. Absolutely. And people are making money one way or the other, uh, whether you're 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 a corporation that wants the cheap labor or or whatever. Or uh, for all we know, Biden's getting cutbacks from the cartels. I don't know. Would that shock you? <laughs> the cartels. I have no information. I'm just pulling this out of my butt. But would it shock you if the Bidens were somehow getting money, kickback money from the cartels to keep that border open? It would not surprise me in any way, shape, or form. He's made money deals with communists. But, you know, as far as a disaster for this country, again, very obviously, they don't care about the so-called collateral damage. They don't care about the the angel moms who are, you know, testifying about how they lost a child who was killed or raped by by an illegal. They don't care about all the people that have just, you know, freaking disappeared into trafficking. They very obviously don't give a crap about all these fentanyl deaths. It you got to break some eggs, man. You got to break some eggs, and uh, they're breaking the country, which ultimately I think is what they want. They want to break the country. The most threatening force on this planet, as I am coming to learn just from reading and observing and living my life, the most threatening force on the planet to the globalists, to the weirdos, uh, frankly, is the American middle class. So it's got to go. <laughs> and they're doing a bang-up job of getting rid of the middle class. They're pricing them out of existence with the economy. They're, they're getting them out of their... They're, they're affecting the job market with these millions of people coming across the border. And the middle class, that's our power. Uh, that really is. So, I don't know. Things suck right now. What do you think? It's Bob. Bob, how are you? I'm fine, brother. I tell you what, uh, last half hour you were talking about pies. Pie. I stopped to get some pie, and I got some coffee, and got, I came across some Hostess cherry and apple fruit pies. I used to like them Hostess cherry pies, man. That, uh, them's good you, pies. Have, what do they cost I now? Like, I, what do they cost now? Like five bucks? How about two dollars? <laughs> Oh, by the way, I'm wearing your favorite T-shirt with the American flag with the golden retriever on it. Oh, hey, dude. How you doing, man? I, you, I bet you uh, you came by uh, Giovanni's when I was out there a few months ago. Yeah, I did. Yeah, nice, you nice. Me see, yeah, I want to take a picture. <laughs> that, I, I remember now, man. Nice to talk to you again. Uh, Later, brother. All right, man. Take care. Oh, no. Do we have... Uh, we have a Gennaro line. Gennaro uh, has his own... We dropped a hard line just for Gennaro. It's a red phone that I, actually it's a green phone that sits here on my on my console. Let's answer the Gennaro line. Gennaro, wakey bakey, how you doing, man? Hey, good morning, Uncle Sean. What's going on, hey, dude? Hey, man. Hey, man. It's it's my day off, man. Uh, well, actually, I was I was off last night. I'll probably be off tomorrow, and I'll be off this evening. But today I'm off from work. Um, I heard, (laughs) I heard, I heard pothead, I heard pie, I heard border, and God forbid, I heard Tommy Lee Jones. (laughs) You want some pie, get high? Let's get high, let's eat some pie. Come on, champ. I'll tell you what, brother. 
Hey, I tell you what, man. Um, I, uh, my favorite pies are is cherry pie. No, 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 no come on, man. No, listen, 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 brother. Listen. I'm listening. My favorite, my favorite pie is cherry pie. Second is lemon meringue. Third right. is rhubarb. I like now, rhubarb. My mama used now, to make brother. me rhubarb. <laughs> now, brother. <laughs> Now, check this out, man. What, what man? Uh, there are some evenings, man, that I could eat a whole pie and a half gallon of ice cream <laughs> in two hours watching sci-fi movies on a Saturday, brother. Yeah, I, I, I not, believe you. Absolutely, man. I, I, I will not gain an ounce of weight. You can't gain weight. See, I'm, I'm going through an ice cream thing. right? I love ice cream. I love pie. Too, I, like, I, I got a ass-kicking sweet tooth. And if I ate as much ice cream as I want to, I'd be back in the hospital. I'd weigh four hundred pounds, yeah. you know. So I, I gotta, I gotta try to hold off on ice cream eating during the week. I only eat ice cream on the weekends now, but I stink and love ice cream and pie, man. I'm getting the munchies. <laughs> Me too, man. Me too, man. Right. Uh, right. Now another thing on the border, yes, dude. Don't we have machines that emit uh, like sound waves? That they it affects the the enemy's mind <laughs> and and they're no no it's true I, no I've I've heard of this yeah I I have heard of this and why aren't we we have all the power in the world man well Dude, we're not exerting any of it on our own border power. right I, I general I gotta run I'm just in, brother. I, I got to run, I man. Love you, I love I you love too, you, brother. All right, all right smoke God one bless. for me and have some pie and enjoy your day off, man. Snap out of it. I can't. I'd like to be him for just one day. Wouldn't it be fun to be Gennaro just for one day? Like on his day off, you know what I mean? And just be Gennaro in your own life, just for one day. I, I just think that would be fun. I don't know why. I'll give it a shot this weekend. Yeah, I oh, know. Wait, no, I I'm, know. I'm working this weekend. I'll see how you are. Too bad. Alberto, how are you? Fine, sir. How are you doing? Pretty good, Real man. Quick, sir. When, when you mentioned they want to take care of the middle class, get rid of us, who are they? Who are they? Anybody who is now by they specifically, I'm talking about this. There's a group of people. Uh, uh, a lot of them are at Davos. Uh, George Soros is one of these guys. They're big money people, and they basically want to bring America to its knees. Uh, you know, and 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 they want a one world government. Uh, the general they. Uh, would be anybody who's got this nonsense about socialism in their mind, and and they want to see that here in America. And the, it, whenever you're creating a fascist state out of a free country, the middle class is your biggest. Vi- that's the they you got to get rid of the middle class. You got to reduce everybody to the same level of freaking poverty so you can control them. And I think a lot of that's at play here. I totally agree with you on all of the above, and I'm wondering the Democrats. They don't want any more elections. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I think there are Democrats who would be fine if we didn't have to have these pesky elections anymore. You know, uh-huh. if you could just sort One of uh, uh, announce that people are president or what have you, or the great leader or what have you. One more thing, and I'll let you go. Yeah. What's the definition of an immigrant, and what's the definition of an illegal alien? An illegal alien. They're the same. An illegal alien is somebody who came here illegally. They came across the border and, illegally. And, and, and an immigrant? 
I don't know. We, we've, we've, we're, we're softening the language of illegal aliens right. by calling them migrants. That's the point that I'm trying yes, to make. Yes, they're, they're, they're just hapless, pure-hearted migrants who just want to get, they're right. huddled masses. They just want to get here and live a better life. That's it. I know. Thank yeah. you for your time. All right, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, migrant. Remember when that term came? It's like equity, right? Equity, migrant. These are all words that are very specifically crafted for a very specific reason. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take a break. First, I'm going to cough all over the microphone. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, the Sean Show, uh, talking about the border and talking about the Supreme Court. Here's Elvis. Elvis, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I was just wondering, how are they not sure who they is? I mean, they is everybody that's on the news that... This calls anyone a migrant and how they're trying to soften what's going on at the border. I just can't believe that anybody would really have a problem with trying to figure out who they are. Anybody with DEI, anything in the news lately is just crazy. And if you can't figure that out, we're on the verge of civil war. Oh, I agree. Oh, we're there. Look, I, I think the next 10 months or however long it is is going to determine what this country is, whether we're going to go back to being what we were intended to be, the, 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 the America you and I grew up in, or we're going to become something other. It's really all going to be decided one way or the other this year. I was telling Trey that. We were talking about that uh, in between the, the break or during the breaks. You know, one thing we can be sure of is that one way or the other, we're going to know something when this when this year is over. We're either going to know we're either going to know that we have an absolutely compromised government, or we're going to have a shot at uh, at fixing some of this stuff. I mean, it's going to be one or the other. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. And if I was the cartels, I'd go ahead and make up an account with Joe Biden's name all over it and just start dumping cash. <laughs> Why not? I, <laughs> Why not? They I need mean, help. I, we need help. I mean, look, they obviously got a cozy relationship. The, the cartels are making money hand over fist right now, uh, either through drugs or trafficking or just sponsoring people, getting their asses across the border. And they're not able to do that to the extent they are without help from the administration. You know, I mean, and what else can you call this stuff, man? They've opened up the freaking border. And as uh, people here, as conservatives, we need to go up to that airport holding center and just surround it with bodies. <laughs> just, just you mean the one they originally told us doesn't in, exist? Nothing out. <laughs> right. I don't know. I, pre- I appreciate the call. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I really don't. You, you might get sick of me saying this, but I don't know. This is my first rodeo, too. We've never seen a moment like this in American history. We've never had a presidential election like this. We've never had a president like uh, Trump before. Uh, I, I I would submit to you, we've never had a president as corrupt and awful as Joe Biden. And, uh, I mean, I, I guess what I'm saying is there's no real precedent for what's going on unless you're reading 1984. I, I, you know, I, I, how's this going to play out? I don't know. The way I'd, I know what I'd like to have happen, I'd like to have Donald Trump back in the Oval Office. 
I want to see those guys he had on stage with him last night. I want him surrounded by people like that. People who care, who give a crap about this country. I want America first people at the helm again, at the steering wheel. Okay, because right now it's the opposite. I got to take a break. 210-599-5555. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Happy Tuesday. It's no longer Monday. We got that going for us. Let's do some pop culture here. Look, I've been a huge Billy Joel fan my whole life. I'm just hearing the story now. I heard Don Morgan, I think, talking about this. That Billy Joel, who hasn't, I'm trying to, is it really been 17 years since he's, since he's had a song on the radio? You and I, if you're in your 50s, you and I grew up in a world where Billy Joel always had a song on the radio, like a new song. Oh, it was all the and time. When I started my career, uh, Billy Joel was having kind of that, uh, I don't want to say it's a comeback, but he had a lot of songs. He had uh, uh, a lot of songs on the radio. We didn't start the fire. We were playing oh, that storm, new. The Stormfront album. So, yeah, what a great record. Yeah, it was great. Great record. You know, I, that was the first CD I ever bought. Well, was it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess because right around that time, CDs were just kind of coming into play. Right. It wasn't, you know, you can get a CD player that didn't cost you as much as it would for your rent at that point. <laughs> so I bought right. one, and that was, the, that was the first CD I bought. Oh, wow. Yeah. But that, because I, I remember that was kind of the last time he had a lot of uh, uh, new songs. And yeah. I guess as you've been reporting, it's 17 years. He's got a new song that's coming out February 1st. February 1st. Turn the lights back on. Can't wait to hear it. I, me too. You know, he's, I'm a huge fan. I mean, that guy yeah. is one of the, I, as far as lyricists, I mean, we'll get to his music here in a second. But as a songwriter, God, that guy can turn a line. I've mm. always wondered why they never made a Broadway play out of uh, Piano Man. Yeah, you could. It's it, got a whole story easy. front to end right got there. got a whole cast of characters in you it. You do. It takes takes place in one location. Right. Mm-hmm. And the whole cast of characters. I think that would be a great play and make it a musical thing. You, you, you could. But I, it, the point being is that he, you know, I put him up there, and I, I, I have a short list of people I think are some of the greatest poets, I call them, but lyricists that this country has produced. Right. Okay, Paul Simon, definitely. Uh, Billy Billy Joel, I put way up there. I mean, he can do more in a single line. And I didn't realize this so relatively recently that, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of people who are, you know, songwriters and, and performers and stuff, you know, they're not... Paul McCartney uh, classically says he can't read music, you know, and he can't. Uh, Billy Joel, though, as I understand it, he's classically... He, he knows how to read music. He knows how to write music. Like he's the real deal when it comes to musicianship. He he he's yeah. that guy. Uh, I want to say his brother or his father was a was a conductor. Oh no! I should no, I gotta look that up now. I gotta look an it orchestra up. conductor at some point. I have to. I can't remember because that's there's two things I've always loved about Billy Joel. First off, his songwriting, the lyrics were just amazing. I think yeah. Vienna is probably one of my favorite songs of all time. And musically, I thought the guy is is ex- incredibly strong. As far as what he can do on a piano and just the music in general, and so good for him, man. Turn the lights back on. I hope it does well. I'm look, looking now. That's something I'm looking forward to listening to. So it says here his father was a classical pianist. All right, well yeah, there, there you go. go. He's classically right. trained. Then one yeah. way or the other. Oh, his dad is Jewish. 
I didn't know no. that. No. No. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I just didn't know. I, was he Italian? Is he Jewish? Is he Jewish Italian? What the hell is that guy? I'm just, I, I, I've always been a fan of it. He's one guy. Also, he's one of those few that I haven't seen in concert. I've never seen Billy Joel in concert. Saw him one time. How was it? When was that? It was, it was at the AT&T Center a few years back. How was it? It was amazing. Oh, I've seen him twice. Yeah? Oh, man. How and was the it? Last, well, the, it was when I went to Minneapolis. Oh, that's right. Oh, that was Stevie oh, Nicks yeah. and Billy Joel. And then the other time I saw him, it was when he was touring with Elton John. Oh, that would have been a great stuff. show. I just, I've always loved, who doesn't like Billy Joel, man? I will, David Van Camp? <laughs> David Van Camp doesn't like Billy Joel? Oh, no. it's, a, it's a very personal thing. He Why? hates. <laughs> Why? He, I put up pictures of Billy Joel in his studio every now and then and leave him notes. Are you serious? <laughs> What's his issue? Can't stand him. You just doesn't like him, the next, music? Next time what? you see him, just ask him. I'm just going to start singing scenes from an Italian restaurant, see how he responds. <laughs> He's going to draw his weapon on you. He'll draw down on me, man. Why does he? So, yeah, the, so Christy Brinkley really? stood you up for Billy Joel, huh? Yeah, ain't that too bad. I touched her fingers <laughs> once, so I'm going to say about that. What? I touched Christy Brinkley's fingers once. That's all I'm oh, going to say man. about that. It did happen. Did um, she know that you were touching him? Yeah, I was going for an autograph, and I just kind of oh, mm, okay. touched her oh, fingers. Okay. Anyway. Wow, nothing creepy about that. It was during a Bob Hope birthday special in Annapolis that I got to attend. But I digress. I just, why would he, I mean, what does Billy Joel do that upsets him? Is it like music snobbery or something? Or It is the single celebrity hate that is above everyone. If Billy Joel was on fire, David would just sit and watch. He's just not, he's anti-celebrity. Can't stand Billy Joel. He can't stand Billy Joel. Well, that's weird, man. That is weird. Remember when you, me, and Van Camp went and shot guns? Yes. Okay, and we had the bodies for the, you know, the, the <laughs> yes. targets? Yes. I put mine up with Billy Joel's face on it in his studio. Wow, I didn't realize he hated them that much. Yes. What you got against Billy Joel, man? It's awesome. The only thing I got against Billy Joel is that rock and roll song, which I just, I can't, st- that's the one song about him that's the most popular and I can't stand. What's the matter with the car? I'm dr- I don't like that song. <laughs> but I think I've just heard it too many times. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so too. But that's you probably know, why. That that record, uh the you know, uh, the stranger is I'd put that up there with one of the great records of all time. Uh but David Van Camp ha- hates him. You know what album of his I, I mess dug out him. a while ago What's and listened that? to from, from start to finish was the nylon curtain. Oh wow. With Allentown. Yes. Uh, that was a yeah. great record. Oh, man. He had a bunch of hits off of that one, too. Yeah. I still have my original Glass Houses and Ugh. Nylon Curtain albums from when I got them as a kid. Wow. Great. I always thought Billy Joel was badass. And now I know that David Van Camp doesn't like him, and I'm going to have some fun. <laughs> I'm going to have some fun. Hey, uh, David, you guys want to move into our studio? Because I'm moving out. You know, just see what he does. <laughs> all right two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five i'm always looking for new and inventive ways to mess with people this is my life two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five it's sean on Newstalk 550 ktsa the 2024 race for the white house stay connected with news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071 News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071 just saw on the Fox News. The whole world is watching New Hampshire. No, they're not.
210-599-5555. No, we know exactly what's going to happen in New Hampshire. I'm still kind of, de- I'm still dealing with the fact that David Van Camp hates Billy Joel. I, that's interesting to me. Oh, hey, Charles, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, gentlemen, for taking my call. Sure. Uh, well, you know what I hate? I hate these uh, George Bush Republicans like uh, Mr. Roberts there. Um, uh, why we sent him to Washington, I have, uh, I, I have no idea. I, he showed I his true colors you, during the Obamacare fight. with the. I, I, yeah. I, I can assure you the reason that they vote against these things is because I can, I'll, I'll even put money on this. They have domestics that are illegal. The people that clean their houses. <laughs> More than likely. The people that do their, their, their domestic would that, service. Would that surprise you? No, it doesn't. But that's the reason that they do it. And I, and I wish there was some way to, to kick them out of there. But you know what I'm saying? But well. that just really, really upsets me. And also, I wanted to comment. I, I know the reason why David Van Camp hates Billy Joe. Why Billy is this? Joe. Okay, this is, this is no secret. He, he hates it because, as you all know, Government Hill is a council district three, and he hates the fact that Jalen's always singing Uptown Girl. Oh, <laughs> singing Uptown Girl. What's wrong with that song? I like that song because I'm an Uptown Girl. He, 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 he thinks he's an Uptown Girl. You know what? You know what, Mr. Van Camp? You may be right. I may be crazy, but it might just be a damn lunatic you're looking for. Sorry. All right. Uh, thanks for the call, man. <laughs> Jalen, why, why does that seem incongruous? Jalen, like, rocking out to Billy Joel. It just doesn't seem, it, you know, maybe some show tunes, a little Barry Manilow. Share. Share. If, could, if I could turn back damn time. I'm going to mess with David Van Camp now. That he, they're coming in. Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins is on the way. Like, like next time, he, 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 like, we're outside or whatever. David Van Camp, you know, very, very often. So what do you guys got going on this weekend? Uh, I don't know. A uh, bottle of red, bottle of white. Dude, it all depends on your appetite. And I'll meet you anytime you want at my Italian restaurant. How could you hate Billy Joel? What the hell, what the, what the hell did Billy Joel ever do to anybody? Don't ask him why. <laughs> Look, David, I didn't start the fire, okay, pal? I don't know. <laughs> but I will go to extremes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just, that just seems odd. Like, like I, there are people that I don't like. Do you know what I mean? Either with the songwriters or performers or actors. Yeah. But they're usually like obnoxious people who have no talent. Like, I don't like obnoxious people who have no talent. Billy Joel, I mean, David's a music guy. You you know, didn't he used to be in a well, band? That could or be why. Does he not like him musically? Is yeah, there something Billy be. Joel, Mr. Billy Joel is doing wrong that Mr. David Van Camp doesn't appreciate? Now, I grant you the rock and roll song was a little overplayed. But, man, you know, she's always a woman. See how many mixtapes I've put that on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Works like a charm. You know, don't you? <laughs> you know, you know. That she's got a way. She's got a way. Yeah. Oh, she's got a way. Put that on now a mixtape for a chick, man. Yeah, honesty. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of Billy Joel songs. Billy Joel songs you put. My fa- actually, the one I put on a lot of mixtapes was "You May Be Right." That I did. Yeah. I did put that one out there a lot. Because I was crazy. Were those apology mixtapes? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> those, those, those do were, exist. Those were getting the first base mixtapes. Well, apology mixtapes? Like when you screw up or something? Uh-huh. Yeah. Nah, 
never bothered with those. <laughs> you just moved on to the next one. Uh, yeah, I, but I made a lot of mixtapes. I put a lot of Billy Joel songs in those mixtapes. and it all. I think I might have put a Billy, put a Billy Joel song in the mixtape I made for my wife when I met her. Because I made her a mix. But that was the most special mixtape ever. Right. What, the one for my wife? Yes. Well, yeah, it worked. The most epic of all mixtapes <laughs> ever. It worked. It was freaking 11 years ago. <laughs> this isn't the greatest mixtape ever made, but it's a tribute to the greatest mixtape ever made. <sighs> I, this is a, now we're drifting into other territory, but I wish I could get all my old mixes back. <laughs> I just, I always gave them away. <laughs> Like I, I, well, what like I'm a saying piece is, of his heart. Well, it is. Like I, I think about all the mixtapes, mixtapes I made on cassette. You know what I mean? And of course, they'd be no good now. But God, I'd like them all back. I made. I really put effort into that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, t- I'm thinking about the one I made for my wife when I met her. Do you know what I put on that one for my wife? And we didn't even. We only kind of knew each other online at that point. I'm you a pepper. Put, you're a pepper. No, yeah. I will spill my Dr. Pepper. No, no. The it, dudes from for, Captain for, Kangaroo. No, for people out there, for young dudes who want to make an impression, and you you're feeling kind of randy. Okay, I don't know how randy feels about that, but you know, if you're making a mixtape for a woman, Sean Mullins, I just want to light you up. I just want to light you up. Light you up like a fire. You put that on a mixtape, she's either going to be horrified and call the police on you, or things are going to work out. That's all I'm saying. Sean Mullins, just want to light you up. Put that on, I put that on a lot of mixtapes. I put that on my wife's mixtape, and here we are, blissfully married uh, 11 years later. I can't believe I'm talking about this on the radio. Mm-hmm. I, what? You, what? You, like you guys haven't made any mixtapes for women. Come on, man. Of course man. I have. I had the dual cassette jam box, and I'd oh, play God. and record and pause and wait for the... Those are great. Wait for the DJ to say my song request was coming up, and then I'd unpause it and record it and then pause it. Either of you guys ever put Closer by the Nails on a mixtape for a woman? Nine Inch Nails? <laughs> I have. <laughs> you probably put the Bloodhound Gang on there, too. Oh, well, I, I put some probably. interesting stuff on my mixtapes, man. Bloodhound Gang. You send know what song I'm talking about? No, though. I don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> send it to Sean. Do I want to know? No, send it to it's, him. Just text funny. it. Just text it to him. <laughs> I just want to light you up. Anyway, uh, so Billy Joel's got a news. It's a long walk to talk about Billy Joel's new. I just spent a half hour on Billy Joel, but you know what? I get tired of talking about the the, the country going down the tubes, the open border, the economy. Everything sucks right now. So you except gotta, for he, Billy Joel. Except for Billy Joel. He's, you know, the apocalypse. We're on the cusp of the apocalypse, man. The end times. Billy Joel's still pumping out the hits, man. We, we need more Billy Joel. We do need David Van Camp. We need more Billy Joel in our lives, man. We have way too much uh, of, uh, I'm trying to think, Lana Del Rey. All, all the music that comes out today is depressing. Okay, we need some happy Billy Joel music in our lives. Just saying. Have you heard anything about the song? What kind of song it is? No. There's no Just buzz about be out what. In a couple of weeks. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. Two one zero. Two. I can't believe he hates Billy Joel. It's, it's like hating. I don't know. Vanilla ice cream. It's just odd. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Uh, yeah, uh, one other story here on the way out the dough. Uh, one editor or op-ed writer at the L.A. Times is asking Californians who are leaving the state to stop insulting California on the way out. 
over 800,000 people left California in 2022. Uh, they're disgusted by uh, the way the cities like San Francisco are going to hell. L.A.'s going to hell. you got migrants and homeless people and drug addicts all over the place. They're slipping in homeless crap everywhere they go. The cost of living is is insane. Uh, the taxation is insane, and people are are leaving. They're leaving California. And Paul Thornton, who is the uh, L.A. Times letters editor, wants people to stop criticizing California on the way out the door. <laughs> to the people leaving California, this is true. This is this guy's serious. To the people leaving California, may the road rise to meet you as you seek better lives in new places. Now, can you please extend some goodwill to those of us who remain? If you want to leave, fine, but don't insult California on the way out. I live 15 minutes from California. My answer is no. (laughs) I hate California. I've been there. It sucks. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, James. Thanks, Elaine Rodriguez, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. Snap out of it. I can't. (laughs) 